to another edition of Robin's Ramblings. I am Robin Brady, and today I have the honor of being with Chatham Kent's mayor, Darren Caniff, and his wife, Christine. Welcome, both of you, or rather, thank you for welcoming me to your place for the night. Oh. This is exciting. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad to be here too. So this is sort of a, a series that I started back in the summer uh, because I found, and I'm sure everyone else has found, that politics lately has been more and more divisive and more polarizing. And I think people tend to forget that there are human lives and human people behind the political office. So I started talking to, uh, started with MPP Monty McNaughton, and now you guys, just to sort of peel back the layers of office and trying to, you know, remind people about the humanity that is still there. So, Darren, you and I first met ages ago now. A long time ago, long yes. Time ago, <laughs> before you ever got into politics. And you were just a guy that was really involved in the community and events and supporting Chatham-Kent. How did that start? Where did you get your love of, of community? Well, I, I, it started way back when I was even a teenager. I, I didn't do a whole lot in the community, but I really saw the need for it. And once I got done university, I kind of got that little push and I said, this feels really good doing mm -hmm. this for the community. So that's why I started getting into the festival giving and doing all those things, Hallowbash and uh, all these things to raise funds for various charities and stuff. But it felt so good getting out and well, giving you back. Probably, you probably started with big, when you were a big brother too. Like that's when you really got involved in community even with yes. men and that, that involved goes, on the board and all that stuff. That goes so far back. But yes, I was a, <laughs> when I was right at university, I was a big brother. Oh, nice. And for six years, I got him when he was nine and graduated with him when he was 16. So seven years, my, uh, my little brother and Christine's little sister stood up on our wedding. Oh, so, amazing. So it was pretty cool. So that's how we started giving back at the board. And then when I moved back to Chatham, that's when I really kicked in with saying, wow, this is, I really want to give back to the community. Yeah. And Christine, you were much the same involved from. Right. Yes. He's a little more, uh, what do I say? Passionate. We're both passionate. <laughs> that's a good word. Thank you. <laughs> if Darren gets an idea in his head, sometimes you just got to stand back and let him go. <laughs> So were you sort of dragged along for the ride on some of these things? Uh, for I loved participating in right. it, and I think we were both on board with a lot of it, like with the, with the Halabash, and, mm -hmm. and that kind of started in our backyard just as a fun thing with friends, and it just kept growing, and I think after the second or third year, we looked at each other, and we're like, you know what, if we're doing this, putting this much work into it, let's make it a fundraiser, and... And everything just kind of always grew from there, and, yeah. you know, and, and it was always fun and it was something we loved and we were able to do something good for the community, so. And the nice thing we're able to do it together. That's a, that was yeah. a key piece. So I look at all the years, we've been married 26 years and look at that, we tried to do a lot of things together because we you know our lives are separate with our different jobs, yeah. but when we come together, we can do all this and share in that. Yeah, and so are you getting the kids involved now to a certain extent too and, and sort of leading the way for them to be as involved as you are? We've really tried hard to get them involved. They, they see the value of it. Each one of them will, as teenagers, they're teenagers. They decide, you know what, I want to do this or I don't. Right. So a lot of times I'll say, let's come on, let's go out here or there. Oh no, dad, I got uh, this going on or that. But they do join but along. They've grown up watching it and participating to a degree. Right. Um, like when the first few years of, of the festival, 
I mean, Sundays, it would be Darren and I there calling people, can you come and get your... <laughs> and please come and help us clean up. <laughs> and the kids would be, help us set up, help right. us tear down. So they did grow up with that. Yeah. And, uh, so we're hoping that, yes, they'll take that. And as they get a little older, once they get in the same position, they'll do exactly what we did and give back to the community. Nice. And now how getting into politics, was that always sort of part of the game plan for you? Or was that just sort of one day you're like, you know what? I want to be on council. I want to do something at a higher level. That was pretty much it. And then a <laughs> light bulb went on. I had a lot of people tell me, why why should, why should, aren't you going to run? You should run. You should run. I never even thought about it. And I started thinking, as I'm doing all these things in the community, I think, yeah, I can I can make a difference. That's yeah. why I got into it. Said there was nothing else. I didn't when I was 20 years old say, yeah, I want to be mayor. No, <laughs> far, far from it. But yes, it just it was a really evolving process and how you give back. When you ran for council, because you were only a councilman for one term, was that the mayor's seat an idea that you had from the get-go, or was that also just sort of a as you went, you thought that, that it, was the next. It evolves as well. Yeah. Said it as a councillor, I I love being a councillor and being able to get back. Got some good experience mm -hmm. doing that, and then. Probably about a year before uh, the the election. That's when I really kicked in and said, yeah, I'm going to do this. How has life changed for both of you since going from private life to political, both at the council stage and the mayor's? Well, uh, the uh, I, me personally, I'll let Christine yeah, speak yeah. for her side. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to hit me if I oh, say yes. no. <laughs> I have no doubt that she has a completely different experience yes, of this than you. <laughs> when we first got into politics, it was no different for me. I still had my full-time job. I still did all the things I did in the community, but I had one extra thing to do. Mm -hmm. Moving to mayor, it was full-time mayor and full doing all that. So evolving, I didn't, there wasn't a big step for me to move in any of those positions because I was still contributing back to the community. Yeah. So as a whole, so it, was it that big leap? Like the biggest difference to me is, you know, that I'm expected to be out. Oh, I love being, that's the, that's my favorite part of the job is getting out to events and all those things. So this is, it really slows me down during these last few months emotionally because I can't get out and experience all those things like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. So, but the, the, the leap into politics, it wasn't that large for me. Christine. <laughs> <laughs> and our life has always been busy. Yeah. So that part of it, I mean, in the beginning, we have a lot more. We always enjoy going to community events and doing those things. So really that didn't change. There was just even more than what one well, and, and like he said he likes to get to everything so it's not just going to this event it's like oh there's three events today we're going to hit them all you know <laughs> okay kind of so you just go for the ride i think the hardest part for me is the things that people say on social media and in sometimes in the news but mostly on social media a lot of times I feel like people go on there and they really bash you when they don't really have the facts. Mm -hmm. And people say things about you when they really have no idea who you are as a person or what your intentions are. Because if they knew those things, they wouldn't say those things on social media. Right. So for me, that's been the hardest part. I feel like some friendships have been strained because of political issues. Mm -hmm. And I just, when I feel he's attacked... It's hard not to take that personally. He's much better at it than I am. Um, so I try to just step away. I, I try not to read stuff because if I do, it gets gets me frustrated and upset. Oh, yeah. um, so that's probably been the hardest thing for me. Yeah. Is just 
I feel I feel like we have to always be careful of everything we say and do because you're always being watched. Yeah, you know. And do you find that that also with the kids? I mean, they're they're grown now, but do you try to shield them from that, or is it not something that you can? Uh, I don't think we can, but they're not really on the social media. Yeah. Um, they have their own social media, <laughs> and they're all on Instagram and right. all that stuff. I mean, Darren is too. <laughs> They don't say much about it, so I'm guessing they don't they don't see it or they they don't go to the places mm-hmm. where it is. Right. Well, I've asked them. I said, "Do you get tea like uh, at school? What happens at school?" And they they know there's really not much. They joke a little bit about it. Yeah. Like, as far as their friends and stuff, but it's not a big issue on that. And I've never heard them come and say, "Dad, why did you do this? My friends are razzing me." It's the it's lives apart. Good. So, and on, I wanted to add as well, social media that is. I, I forgot, forgot about that, but if it wasn't for politics, I wouldn't be in social media. Like I, I was never a social media person yeah. prior to that, and even leading up through my council term, I wasn't much in social media. So I really started that about six, eight months before becoming mayor and continue yeah. on with that. But it's, it's a necessity in my position to have that. So that to me is a big change as well as immersing yourself into that into that. The social media. Yeah, because you were the first mayor that we've ever had who's been as online and as not necessarily transparent, but in terms of just being out there and and more accessible on social media, which was great to see at the start of the campaign that, you know, oh, look, there he is. He's there. He's there. He's there. But that comes with a double-edged sword that the more open and accessible you are, then the more open and accessible you yes. are. Yes. Yeah, so, do, <laughs> do you, are there times when you're like, oh, I just can't, I can't, you, with the social media side, not necessarily being there, but do you ever just want to shut it off and, and not have it anymore? Oh, certainly. Yeah. But, uh, I, you know, when I retire, whenever that is, <laughs> I, I fully expect I'm going to fall right off social media. And, but it's a necessity right now. And, and certainly I've curved my social media because there's, it's, even if you're trying to put good news story, <clears throat> stories out, it's hard because people are looking for negative and everything you're doing. Right. So I've, I've cut back a lot of what I post on social media because of that. Mm-hmm. And you still want to make, try and be transparent. I want to get out as many events as I can. But and businesses. And like businesses. You go to businesses. Yeah. And, <clears throat> But that's, there are times where, where we'll both just say, okay, like, we're not reading anything. Like, you know, it's, we're done, shut it off, or, yeah. you know, or we'll let somebody else read it and give us the cold notes, so you're not, because it's hard not to take it personally when people, and people can be vicious. Yeah, they really um, can. And that's the part I don't like. It's yeah. like, it's okay if we have a difference of opinion. It's okay, you don't have to agree with everything he decides or everything council decides mm-hmm. but you don't need to be mean and vicious about it like things like sending a message saying well next time I'm voting for so-and-so or really like who cares right. do we have an issue to deal with here so let's let's talk about it and agree to disagree if that's the case but you don't need to be vicious like people are just vicious yeah do you have a social media manager, or do you handle that all yourself? I could never handle it. There's no way I can handle all that. So yes, I help have have someone that helps me with yeah, that. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, and I think it must be easier that way to be able to filter out because you're not necessarily the one who's there 
Online. Yes, well, I just wouldn't have the time to do it. I mean, <laughs> it's a fairly time-consuming process to do a lot of posts and to manage yeah, yeah. all that. So yep. uh, there's not enough hours in the day, nor would I be driven enough to do that on a regular basis. So, mm -hmm. I, I, so I appreciate the help. Has there ever been a time for either of you since, I guess probably more since becoming mayor than becoming a councilman, that it gets to be too much and you think, what have we done? I don't think so, other than maybe the odd day. Yeah. And who doesn't have those? Right. Um, I think for the most part, he loves it. He's <laughs> so happy and just loves it. And I truly believe he was called in that direction. If you'd asked him even 10 years ago if he'd be married, he'd be like, why would I do that? <laughs> you know, he just wasn't there. Yeah. It was an evolution. And um, I can't say anything. I mean, there's days where you think, now why would they put that in the paper about us? Like, really, who cares? Like, you know, but but for the most part, I think, yeah, no, I think I, it's been all good. I absolutely love my job. and I, But I, I don't even want to call it a job. Mm -hmm. My calling, I'll call it, but what we, what I do each and every day, I get out of bed excited virtually every day. And you're right, there's the odd day, uh, but I can count on, on couple, five or ten times over the last two years where I've gotten to say, why have I, what have I done? But that's a, two seconds because you're in the motion there. But yeah. if you ask me right now, if I could go back and do it all over again, would I do it again? You're darn right I'd do it again, yeah. for sure. Nice. And it's one of those jobs that you do because you love your community and because you love what you do. But having a job that you are so invested in makes it hard to back away from. So how do you take a break? What do you do to, to decompress, to not be a mayor for a while? And you're right, that is hard because it is 24 seven. The emails I get on a constant basis and everything is all real, related to my position. Right. And I cannot go away. I have not over the last two years went away and just forgot my phone for a day or two or three. Just can't do it for a lot of reasons. But it's just the, so I'm always attached, but you know, you get those breakouts where you, you change where you're at. Mm -hmm. Or you know, even just watch Netflix for a while, just so you can forget about all that. Football and, Sundays. Football <laughs> Sundays, yes. You know, those things. So you get those small breaks, but that's been my life uh, ever since. I wouldn't have it any other way because... I've always been engaged in all the things I've been doing, immersed in it. And it's, I don't just walk away and forget about it for a couple of days. No, I'm there. I'm at three o'clock in the morning, wake up with these ideas or whatever it might be. Christine, are there ever times when you want him to take a break and be like, okay, listen, Mr. Mayor, you need to be Mr. Canna for a while? <laughs> um, I would say definitely. <laughs> However, with COVID, the blessing of COVID is <laughs> He's home a lot more because a lot of meetings are done now virtually. Mm -hmm. So he can work from home. He can do those things from home. So he is, and because we don't have so many functions going on right now, it's actually been kind of nice. Um, but yes, there was times before it's like, really, can we not skip those events and do this like mm -hmm. or something? So yeah. it was crazy like that before. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's good. Speaking of COVID, it has been obviously the main thing for everyone for months and months now. How have you as a family been dealing with it? And, and as Christine pointed out, it has brought us closer together in certain ways because we're home a lot more yeah. together, which we wouldn't have otherwise. We'd all been on our, our separate paths. So certainly, you know, the social distancing and all that, the, the, like every other family, we, we concentrate on that. And you know, it, 
it's something that's changed our lives, but in, there's some blessings in there. But again, we get a look, it's focusing on the positive side of things because there's a lot of, a lot of negatives with COVID, as we all know, sure, you know sure. the burnout, all those different things. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I'm certainly looking forward to the day when it's past this. We played a lot of board games in the beginning, but that slowly petered out. Sometimes time together is a little too much. (laughs) But really, you know, like all of our kids maintained jobs through all of COVID. So really in this house, everybody was working the whole time. So really not a lot changed for us other than we were home more. And obviously your social circles are much smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, the kids are have their their couple friends and their social media and, and whatever. So I don't feel like it was a huge change other than the social aspect for all of us. Like right. our kids are very social too. So that has probably been the hardest part is not having the social that we had before. Yeah, no doubt. Is there one moment in the last couple of years since you were elected that you have had this like come to Jesus type moment where you're like this, this is it. This is the reason that I wanted to be mayor. That's just like encapsulated everything that you ever wanted the mayorship to be. You know, I can't say I had that come to Jesus moment, <laughs> but I, I come that I have that on a regular basis to a lower level. Just, yeah. But just get excited when, when I see all the things that are, that our community is heading towards in a good way, the way where people want to move here and expanding and those things gets me excited. But, also, all the things that we do collectively along the way that that pave the path for there. All these different things that go on. Wow, this is great that this person is doing this. Wow, look at these businesses that are opening up. It's all these wonderful things and coming together and seeing for the most part, we're moving in that one direction. Yeah. It, so that's what gets me excited on an everyday basis is that what we're doing collectively as a council, we're moving forward. Yes, there's a lot of bumps in the road but we're moving forward. People have to remember that generally, well not, from my perspective, every decision I make, I'm trying to better the community. So some people will look and say, why did you decide this or this or this? And yes, we're gonna disagree on a lot of different things. But whenever I make a decision, I say, is it better for the community? And you have to accept that not, you're not gonna please everyone. Yeah. So that kind of dampens all of this you know, as you move on. But yes, I get excited every day about what we're doing collectively. What, on the flip side, what is the toughest part of your job? Monday night council meetings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are long, aren't they? Yes. They're long, but yeah, I've had a lot of counselors say, hey, I, I love being a counselor except Monday nights. Yeah. But no, they, it's it's tough when certainly you, there's decisions you have to make, which you know heading in, aren't, everyone's not going to like. Those are, those are tough moments. Christine, what is there a moment for you when seeing him in his role and you're just like, that's... That's my guy right there, and where you're just like so overwhelmed with pride for him and what he's done. I, like, I, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I, I do believe he was called there. He, the same passion he put into all those fundraisers, he puts into this job. I can see it every day and how much he loves it. And he really truly does want to make a difference. And you can see that even with, with the staff, at least from what I see and I, I hope, but that customer service focus, that let's bring the community together, that win-win, always looking for the win-win, right? For the for the people of the community and for the staff. Mm-hmm. 
he really fosters that in people and he tries to empower people to be better I guess right yeah and so I just that's his personality and I can just see that and I you know we a couple weeks ago we, we decided we're gonna do breakfast and go to little communities for breakfast you know so you go into the little diners and we had went to one and walked in and it was a pretty cool reception because a lot of people think everything goes to Chatham right and um, and made the comment you know you don't do anything for us out here and I thought oh dear why did you bring me here to breakfast <laughs> and it was probably five ten minutes and before you knew it we were talking we were joking we were by the time breakfast was over it was a lot of fun very cordial that's his personality he's not afraid to go into those situations where people are against him or, or have negative feelings and talk if you take time to sit down and talk you will learn that that person you know him yeah is not they're not out to get you or do you in or they're a person too mm -hmm. you know and um, he just has that natural gift I think to win people over <laughs> if that's what it, <laughs> a friend once said he could sell ice desk <laughs> I don't doubt it really <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out on a political journey well you got to stick with who you are and do make the make the right decisions and for the right reasons and you have to be able to you have to have thick skin like you could start developing it now because mm -hmm. if you take everything to heart what people say it it'll hurt and so you have to set that aside and say you know what why go have a heart to heart with yourself and say why am i doing this and if i want if the answer is bettering the community those things yes go for it but you need have that thick skin yeah What's your favorite thing about Chatham Kent? The people, the amazing people here in Chatham Kent. That overall, that you know, we talked about some of the negative things that happen mm -hmm. on social media, but when you get out and talk to people, it lifts your spirits because there's so many fantastic people. I'll go like, like the May 16th miracle when our community came together. We came together like I'm sure most other communities could never do because of who we are as a community. So. That's what I love most about Chatham Kent is the people. Christine? Uh, I'd, I'd have to agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved raising our family here. I feel it's a safe community. I love the fact that you can go places and know people. You know, some people don't like to see anyone. I love seeing people we know. And, and as Darren said, it's really when you get out and you meet the people, that's the great experience. And it, it always amazes me like I think of the fundraisers we've done and the, and the money we've raised over the years and I go to a larger city like London I was involved there with, with a fundraiser there and it was like pulling teeth to get people to bid on things and to mm -hmm. raise money and I'm like these are doctors and all these professionals with money and they they don't have the heart that we have here you know I invited them here to see ours and they were just blown away and the people in this community just continue to give and support each other. And I, and I think that that's the greatest thing about living here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say is the one thing about you that the average person in Chatham Kent doesn't know? Huh. Good question. I, <laughs> that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Because, uh, 
you know, I, I keep asking myself, am I an introvert, truly? And I said, no. There's, I, I, I just cannot never put myself in that. So, you know, as far as what people know that, I don't know, that yeah, I, really, I really get into watching football. But, I mean, I'm not sure that, you know, some people would know that or some people wouldn't. I don't get into many other sports. You're welcome, Christine. I, <laughs> <laughs> I know I got some friends that they're into every sport. You know, mm-hmm. you name the sport, they're I'm watching. Only a football widow. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I'm pretty out there on social media. That uh, as far as who I am, and uh, that's what people have to remember that I am as advertised. They, I've had some people come up and and ask staff around me, say, is he, is he really like this, right. or is he just putting on? No, I when when I meet people, that's who I am. So. I'm not sure there's much out there that I say, oh, well, geez, this is my secret over here. Nobody knows about it. So it, I, I, I just love getting up every day and living in Chatham Camp. Perfect. What's your favorite kind of music? Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite kind of music, I pretty diverse. I go right from the Beatles. I love the older music right to when the kids put on the radio. Uh, any most any kind of music, I can't say I'm a country western fan but I, most other music I'll listen to okay uh, what is your favorite movie Chris, Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation yeah are you big are you a big Christmas family is this like the main like you do up the house and <laughs> the peanut gallery yeah. certainly yeah. thinks so we, we probably are it's uh Darren always likes to get the Griswold Christmas tree. <laughs> um, so yeah, we do. We we do decor. Obviously, the kids all love it. And yeah, it's a lot of work though. <laughs> yes, this area that you're sitting in now was a giant Christmas tree up to the ceiling and probably out to you to the walls. Oh my! One year, it was huge. I got razzed about the Christmas tree. Uh huh. And then when I told the kids I'm sizing down, they said, Dad, you can't do that. We want a tree just like that. <laughs> I called their bluff. <laughs> and the neighbors would watch each year to see what we brought. Oh my gosh. Because it was usually hanging over the sides of the van. <laughs> would you run for mayor again? Where do I? No, would you? <laughs> would I run? Yes, I yes. definitely would. Yeah, so you're in this for the long haul? Yes. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing what but, you have for years from now. Yes. Well, one thing, one thing though, I haven't got Christine to do is call me your worship. She has not said that. I keep referring to that, and she just refuses to. Uh huh. I can. Do you wear the big necklace around the house? No, no, I have not worn that in about a year and a half. Because <laughs> I, I remember past mayors that that was always a thing during council meetings. They would oh, what do you call it? What is the necklace called? There's a name for it, isn't there? It's like the the chains of name. office or something. The, the chains of the chains of office. There's an official name for it, <laughs> but yes, I the, so very soon after I wore it for the pictures that were required to, and then after that, I'd never wore it to a single council meeting. And it was just, it was just the, the I viewed myself as an equal to the other 17 people sure. in the room. So to wear that, I just said, okay, no. I, so it's it's collecting dust, but uh, it's still there. <laughs> Can bring it out for yes. the next photo off. Well, Darren, Christine, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me in your home and and for being so candid with us. Well, thank you for coming. And thank you once again for listening. As always, I appreciate your time. We'll talk again soon. Mm